0: Hello and welcome back to Endopod. My name is Hepsi Xavier and I'm a third year medical student. I want to welcome you all to the first part of our Endocrinology of Aging series. We're going to be doing a four part series on how different glands and hormones change in our body as we age and what implications this has. In this episode, we'll be discussing thyroid disease in the elderly. But before continuing with the episode, I wanted to quickly mention an achievement that Endopod has received. I'm so happy to say that we placed as the number 1 podcast in FeedSpots Top 15 Endocrinology Podcasts in December 2020. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who listens to our podcast and of course the team at Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society who worked very hard to make this possible. Let's get on with the episode. So, I'm going to give you a couple cases to think about. The first one is a 72-year-old woman that comes to with flushing of her heart and chest pain when she climbs the stairs what do you think is going on? The second case is a 35 year old woman that comes to you with fatigue or feeling tired, a fluttering of her heart, feeling cold all the time and weight loss despite eating normally. What do you think is going on here? And what do these two patients have in common? Both of these patients have hyperthyroidism. The younger woman presents with multiple symptoms that may be instantly recognisable to you. The older woman presented with more general symptoms that can be easily attributed to aging or pre existing comorbidities. These two cases are an example of how recognizing thyroid dysfunction becomes harder with age. Aging affects how common the condition is and clinical presentation of thyroid dysfunction as well. Subclinical thyroid dysfunction in particular becomes more common in older age groups. This is when someone has mild hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, so the thyroid hormone levels are low or high, but not enough to cause major symptoms. For example, subclinical hypothyroidism increases in prevalence from 3% in under 60 year olds, to 16% in people who are over 60, however thyroid disease also becomes more difficult to diagnose. Younger patients tend to present with multiple symptoms whereas older patients tend to present with fewer symptoms, many of which are general such as depression, bowel habit changes or cognitive changes, which can be easily attributed to other health conditions that the patient may have or ageing in general. Let's start with hyperthyroidism. When a patient has hyperthyroidism, they have more than the normal amount of thyroid hormone. This results in multiple functions of the body speeding up. As illustrated by the two cases we started with, younger patients may present with multiple symptoms, whereas older patients may present with fewer, more subtle symptoms. When it comes to treatment for hyperthyroidism, elderly patients will need to be treated more cautiously. Surgery to remove goiters or nodules, which are large lumps in the thyroid gland in the neck, is not recommended due to increased risk. Treatment will typically still involve antithyroid drugs and radioactive ID. In older patients, it is particularly important to monitor heart and central nervous system function while the patient is receiving therapy, especially if the patient has pre-existing health conditions. Let's move on to hypothyroidism. This is when a patient has less than the normal amount of thyroid hormone, which results in slowing down of several functions in the body. Typical symptoms include weight gain, cold intolerance, fatigue, and decreased heart rate or pulse. Similar to hyperthyroidism, elderly patients with overt or subclinical hypothyroidism may show subtle symptoms. For example, patients may present with some changes in cognitive function or depression, which can be easily attributed to other conditions. It's important to look for other clues such as family history or past medical history involving thyroid issues. When treating hypothyroidism in the elderly, it is important to maintain a gradual and cautious approach. The dose of levothyroxine, a drug used to treat the condition, should be gradually increased and the patient should be monitored to ensure there isn't too much strain put on the heart or nervous system as levels of thyroid hormone increase back to normal ranges. Another issue that arises with thyroid function in the elderly is thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH normal reference ranges. TSH is the hormone produced in the pituitary gland in the brain which causes release of thyroid hormone from the thyroid gland and TSH ranges are useful when diagnosing thyroid issues. Currently, normal ranges are developed based on younger populations. While we know that thyroid hormone requirements change with age and TSH levels can be higher in older populations without actually impacting health. Research is currently ongoing to determine if there should be different TSH normal ranges for elderly populations. Similarly, for treating subclinical thyroid disease, the research is still ongoing here. Thyroid dysfunction can have a major impact on all systems of the body. A clinician or doctor must be careful when diagnosing thyroid conditions in the elderly and should evaluate multiple factors when caring for elderly patients. Thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to give us a follow and share our podcast. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with everything we do. As always, we're very grateful for the support we're receiving and make sure to tune in next Sunday for the next part of our Endocrinology of Aging series. Before I go, I want to say a big thank you to Ramesha Basharat, our our secretary who was involved in the making of this episode. Stay safe and happy, this is Hepsi Xavier, signing off. Disclaimer, Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society is a student-led organisation and the content provided through Endopod is solely for informative purposes. This does not replace the advice of a doctor or any other healthcare professional. Medical students involved in the making of this episode are in the third year of their medical studies. All the information provided was researched on appropriate resources. To see them, please see the episode description. Thank you.